your rights. We teach what we need to learn. When someone is arrested, the cops read him his rights. However, when we come to Earth, no one reads us our rights as humans. We come to Earth with many rights. Rights that are usually dismissed, violated and ignored by our inner critic, society, media, leaders, teachers, employers, governments, and so on. Here are some of your human rights on Earth. The right to love yourself. The right to have an opinion. The right to free expression. The right to occupy space. The right to have a unique self that is not dictated by others. The right to have authentic relationships. The right to stand up for yourself. The right to attend to your needs, wants, and feelings first. The right to celebrate your personality. The right to be human. What is the right to be human? Isn't it obvious that I am a human and by default I have the right to my humanity? The right to be human is the right to have strengths and weaknesses. The right to have positive attributes and negative ones. Each one of us is an energy coming from creation, living in a limited form called a human being. The human mechanism is flawed, limited and imperfect. Imperfections are an integral part of our humanity. To deny our flaws, weaknesses and limitations is to deny an important part of our humanity. To deny the totality of our being is to dishonor our creation, to abandon the force that gives us life, the soul. This is when suffering begins. It is very easy for us to love our pretty, appealing and pleasant features. We rave about them, we show them off, we are proud of them. However, when it comes to the people on the face, the big hips, our mistakes, our human limitations, we work so hard to hide them, so no one will see and know. It is challenging to accept these unwanted parts in us. Guess what? They are not going anywhere. They are part of your creation. So instead of disowning the undesired parts you possess, why not accept them, hug them, send them compassion? Don't they too need your unconditional love? The root of self-love lies in accepting all of who you are, allowing all parts of you to exist. Did you ever wonder how it would feel to hug your sad child who failed? Your inner child who was bullied? Your hurting child who feels rejected? Your little child is asking for your love, your support. Can you see how much your inner kid is suffering? Isn't he or she deserving of your compassion? The same compassion you give a wounded friend? Instead of cultivating the voices of self-judgment and fear, can we cultivate the voices of self-affection and empathy? 
I slowly discovered that my little girl desperately needed my love, especially when I failed, when I was bullied, when I lost, when I couldn't keep up. Why would I scold her? Why will I be mad at her? Didn't she do the best with the skills she has? She is mine, only mine, and she is bleeding right now. She is crying for my help. Will I abandon her? Will I deny my creation? The grim reality is that instead of loving our full humanity, instead of exercising our human rights, many of us walk on earth full of guilt, shame, regrets, secrets, feeling unloved and constantly trying to prove our worthiness to our inner critic and society. We tend to ignore our painful feelings rather than attend to them with care and understanding. Healing can occur only when we acknowledge, process, and respect the various emotions of shame. Maybe it is time to wake up the soul and listen to its wisdom. What would the soul advise us now? How would the voices of the High Self sound at this moment? Our soul comes from the loving source of creation. It doesn't believe in self-inflicted punishments, nor in self-hate. The soul believes in self-acceptance, self-forgiveness, and self-kindness. So instead of looking at your mistakes as your fault, why not be kind to yourself for a change and look at them as your humanity? Yes, your flawed humanity, while reminding yourself that all humans are imperfect. Everyone makes mistakes at one time or another. Here is the big secret of the soul. You are not sent to earth to be right, to always do the right thing. As I mentioned, you are a soul sent to earth in a limited form, called a human being. That could explain why I never see angels on earth because their place is not here with us humans. They live in another dimension. Unlike angels, humans are meant to be imperfect and limited. As humans, we do life, for better or worse. A balanced human being will allow him or herself to do right and to do wrong, to do kind and to do unkind, to succeed and also to fail. It will happen anyway due to the nature of the human machine. So why not allow it to unfold and embrace it? Isn't it a huge revelation that you are allowed to make mistakes? Isn't it a huge relief that you are permitted to be wrong, to slip, to screw up? Don't you feel free and liberated now? You didn't come to earth to be a flawless saint. You came to earth to be a human being and to exercise all your rights, including the unpleasant right to have limitations. Wait, wait, you're going too fast for me. 
says a conditioned voice in my head. You're contradicting all the messages I got at childhood. Am I truly allowed to be selfish? Am I truly allowed to be difficult? How inhuman it is to possess such defective characteristics. On the contrary, my friend, it is very human. You are never selfish. You are never difficult. A part of you could do unkind deeds. A part of you at times will act in a difficult manner. However, a part of you will do kind deeds and a part of you will decide to let go of acting difficult. Please understand that I am not trying to encourage you to be flawed. I'm not pushing you to do the wrong and forbidden act. I am simply telling you that it is impossible to be flawless and perfect as a human being on earth. Therefore, it would be beneficial to give all parts of you room to be, to stop hating and hiding your defects. You are not just one thing. You are all and whole. You are everything and anything. This is humanity. No more hiding the truth of your human nature. No more trying to fit in a square that doesn't belong to you. When you give your unwanted features recognition, they won't threaten you. They won't have such a hold over you. You will finally be free to make peace with all parts of your humanity. The human nature is complex, diversified, contradictory, partitioned, divided, and mysterious. Can we stop resisting the truth of who we really are? You may never celebrate your weaknesses as you celebrate your strengths. Nevertheless, you will learn to accept the orphan parts of your humanity. Maybe with time, you will even be able to send love to those painful places in you, the imperfections that bring you so much grief. The right to be human doesn't mean that you go around hurting and violating people without accountability. We are 100% responsible for our doings. We make amends when we are wrong. We undo. We apologize. We take corrective actions. We do it, however, with the understanding that as much as we want others to forgive us for our humanity, we must forgive ourselves as well. As for myself, I am gradually understanding that the part in me that feels unworthy is very worthy of my love. I vowed to never kick it out, to never scream and criticize that painful part in me. Instead, I remind myself to honor it, as I was sent to earth to experience the undesired feeling of not good enough, in order to evolve and hug my full humanity. Do I ever forget my vow? Yes, many times. After all, I am human. I am slowly discovering that talking about my weaknesses, my mistakes, my shame is very helpful. 
When I give my shame recognition and respect, I could be authentic with myself and the world. I don't need to treat shame as an enemy. I could actually befriend my dark parts and own them. As Brene Brown mentioned in one of her lectures, shame can survive compassion and empathy as it thrives on judgment, secrecy, and denial. Imagine how shocked our shame will be the moment we decide to unleash it, to speak about it, and to accept it as part of our humanity. There is no shame in having shame. Exposing our vulnerabilities doesn't devalue us as most people perceive. Vulnerabilities are not weaknesses. On the contrary, showing and sharing our vulnerabilities is a huge demonstration of courage, strength, and authenticity. How many people truly have the courage to unmask their human limitations? Not many. Most people are afraid to be judged and ridiculed by society. As our vulnerabilities are an inseparable part of our humanity, abandoning our vulnerabilities is equivalent to denying our own self, denying our creation. What a liberation it is to stop apologizing for our humanity, for who we are and the limitations we have. Let's send a new intention to the universe, one that elevates us and doesn't shrink our humanity, one that accepts that we can't always measure up to the ego's unreasonable expectations of perfection, an intention to be loyal to the soul that was given to us, to love our creation as is. As Debbie Ford said, to permit all parts of us to exist, the good and the bad. It takes lots of practice, patience, and self-forgiveness to develop resilience to shame. It is a process of inner growth and self-acceptance. It is a journey with no finishing line. It is an endless evolution of consciousness. No more self-sabotaging when we do wrong. No more trying to justify why we must be right and can never be wrong. No more lies, guilt, regrets, masks, blame, punishments. Just a small reality check. Please understand that no one could stay centered and aware of creation all the time. If one could, one would have no need to be a human on earth. As long as you are human, you will have shame. It is only a matter of who occupies the driver's seat. The low vibrations of the ego and the shame that put you down, or the high vibrations of the God energy that gives you life, your soul. When I began to investigate my own shame, I noticed that my inner critic was more active around individuals who seemed to have the mask of perfection. I suddenly felt a need to prove my worthiness to them. However, when I encountered authentic individuals, my inner critic remained calm, quiet, and relaxed. 
I stayed in my element and felt safe to expose my fragility to people who were at ease with their own shame. It is ironic that I felt ashamed around the very people who worked hard to mask their own shame. I know now that shame is universal. Shame is natural, and it is a common denominator to all mankind. I am slowly learning to give my shame full recognition, as it would always occupy a part in me. <laughs>